and it's right here in the text the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles and verse number 47 what a mighty God we serve yes what a mighty God we've been dealing with this on the third of this month, uh, this congregation celebrated 92 years, this fellowship of existence, organized 19 and 27. And God directed me to deal with the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles to see what the early church was doing. If you want to be successful, you hang out with successful people. Birds of a feather flock together. If you, if you want to learn how to direct the choir and, and pull it all out of every songster and get it and then learn the, the signs for the musicians and, and to grab it and pull it up and get it out you watch Claudia Williams if you want to learn how not to lead a, a nation watch our presidents if you because if you're going to be great, you have to be around people who are successful in doing what you are trying to do. And the early church gives us a model how to stay relevant and relevant in Boomtown 2000. And forty. This congregation, if we do this, this congregation, if Jesus tarries, will last another hundred to fifty years. If we do what 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 the book said, do all right. They they they, they the power of prayer. Uh, that's what they were praying. We're fasting and praying now. We adapted our prayer life to the daylight saving time from eight p.m. Uh, from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. or any other time the Spirit leads you, but the power of prayer. God want to do something in our lives, but he can't do it to us until he can spend time with us. And that happens as we are praying. The average Christian prays less than five minutes a week. Amen. So turn off TV set or do it. Uh, uh, fasting and prayer. Some, some of the stuff we are dealing with here in this fellowship, in this city, is only going to be broken through the power of prayer and fasting. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Some of the stuff we are dealing with in this fellowship and in this city, those things are not going to be broken except through prayer and fasting. There are some things in your life that you are struggling with, never told anybody about, but you will never get victory over it without prayer and fasting. Amen. 
and you can tell me after church what you are struggling with just between us. In Dr. Richard Foster's book, we are dealing with the celebration of discipline, and we are now dealing with corporate confession, so you can come. But you're dealing with something because guess what? I'm dealing with something. Amen. And I've learned how God can break some yokes through prayer and fast. And then also the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're not going to do anything without the Holy Ghost. Not according to your age or your, your intellectual ability. Zechariah said, Zechariah 4 and 6, not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. I am an educated man. I have four BA degrees, a master's, and an earned doctorate, but I could do nothing without the Holy Ghost. I wish I had somebody help me here right now. Oh, thank you right now. Oh, bless his name. Man. And we need your marriage, those of us who are married, your marriage need a good dose of the Holy Ghost. If you're single and having a problem living holy, ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And depending on who you're around, you might ask him to fill you several times. Because there are some people who will spring a leak in you. Amen. You need to fill me with your Holy Ghost. And in the power of proclamation, the power of preaching, Peter stood up and proclaimed, preached Christ and him crucified. That's why this church have made it, not because of our location, not because of choirs or who in the pulpit, but because of the proclamation of the holy charisma, the proclamation of the gospel. Paul said, to those who are perishing, the preaching of the cross is foolishness, but to those of us who are saved, it is the power of God. So the power of proclamation, Reverend Franklin stayed here 39 years. I've been here going on 26. And whenever God checked me out, somebody else going to come in and preach. But don't fool yourself. You need to have a preacher. How can they hear without a preacher? You got quiet right there. Amen. Well, amen. Amen. You need to hear a preacher. That's why your parents drug you to church. Amen. Didn't want to go. And they were just trying to expose you to the word of God. <laughs> How many were drugged to church? Just raise your hand. Some of y'all still mad. Just put it down. All right. But they want you to hear the word. And look what happened. And then, and, then, and then the fourth one, the power of praise. We've been looking at what have happened. Their generosity. Their unity. Their, 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 their commitment. Today we look at the power of praise. Just verse number 47. Acts chapter 2, verse number 47. You'll see what I'm talking about. Let's read it out loud. Watch this. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. One more time. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such should be saved. One more time for the Holy Spirit. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such should be saved. Amen. The grass withereth and the flower fade away but the word of our God 
shall stand forever. Amen. You may be seated. A contagious fellowship, part six. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily. So it should be saved. Just a couple things here. First of all, their worship. Their worship. The worship of God is not a Sunday morning event only. The worship of God is a daily walk. See, what happened to a lot of people, we've reduced it down to just Sunday morning. But everything we do, Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse number one, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of service, which is your reasonable act of worship. Everything we do as believers, let's make clear we understand this is saved people here, not church going folk. And there is a difference between going to church and being in the church. I mean, there, there's a big difference. A lot of us have been in church all of our lives. You know my testimony. I was reared in four different denominational churches, Baptist, Methodist, Church of God in Christ and Church of the Living God and I was lost in all of them because going to church will not and cannot save you. It's a good move. You ought to be here, but that won't save you. Going to church won't save you no more than being born in a garage will make you a mechanic. It just won't do it. You're in the right pot. You're in the right place, but going to church won't save you. And that's why you got to start asking these people, are they saved? And we want some of these folk raised in hell because they're not saved. You need to stop assuming just because somebody got a Bible and a cross around their neck, they saved. <laughs> you better start asking. These were saved people. And their worship, worship is, is for believers only. Unsaved folk don't want to worship. They hate it. They resent coming here. And what have happened to a lot of us Christians, we have become, we have turned worship into a spectator's sport. We watch other people worship and then we go say we had worship. <laughs> Many never opened their mouths, nor sing a song. And it's all like in basketball or football, we watch Auburn beat Kansas and then say, we won the game, amen. Well, you ain't done nothing to win, amen. You see, praise cannot be done silently. See, those of us who are trying to watch our weight, I didn't get this size with my mouth closed. Anybody here? Hello, anybody? <laughs> I didn't get this size. <laughs> with my mouth closed. Some of us are taking medication now that we should have kept our mouth closed. We saw a member yesterday uh, in, in a hospital and they thought she was having uh, a heart attack, but then she told the doctor what happened on, on, on a Thursday night, I think Thursday night, 
she and her husband made a visit to Popeye's. And the doctor told her, you need nothing. See, we didn't get this size. I'm not going to vote the house. I'm not going to ask how many taken diabetic medication, blood pressure, all that. We didn't get this side with our mouth closed. No. <laughs> and you can't praise him with your mouth shut. We have signers over here to help those who cannot hear or speak, but you cannot praise God with your mouth who told us that? Who told us to be quiet? Who shushed us? <laughs> now you be quiet in a library. Now I didn't say library. See, I'm educated. Library. You be quiet in the library. <laughs> and you be quiet in ICU. But who told us that we had to be quiet at the Lord's house? Everybody don't worship the same, so don't compare yourself to somebody else because everybody haven't had the same experience. There are some of you doing everything you can right now to keep from turning the chair over because you know what God did for you. See, you know you ain't, you just ain't here to look cute. You know that God brought you out and 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 part of our testimony is our praise to him they were praising god don't be don't be comparing yourself to anyone else don't get hung up with the different styles of worship some churches have a contemporary some have traditional listen worship is worship get away from all that foolishness I mean, there, there, uh, there's no such thing as Baptist worship or Pentecostal worship or Methodist worship. If you're a believer, worship is worship. And, 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 and part of that worship, you cannot, see, see, whether it's personal worship, that's your devotion. That's the time you spend alone with the Lord. And if you don't have a personal devotional time, start one. Amen. Start spending some time alone with your cell phone off. Because see, some of y'all sleep with it. I just, I would go crazy. Amen. That's just personal. I mean, amen. And my grandkids know when I bag my black Dodge pickup in in my house, my cell phone goes off. If you have an emergency, start off by calling 911. Amen. I've been plugged up all day. I need some time between me and the Lord. Amen. That's personal. Somebody say personal. I'm with the, amen. That's personal. Time. And a lot of folk don't want to be alone with the Lord because you can't jive God. You can play holy with me, with other folk, but God looks at your heart. Amen. That personal time, you know, turn the such light on my life. Find anything that shouldn't be. Take it out and strengthen me. And then you have couple worship. Those of us who are married, uh, you and your wife, you and your husband, because I live in Austin, got to be very clear about that. Uh, a man and a woman married. I prayed at the Capitol Tuesday morning and I 
Amen. And, uh, and, uh, but y'all need to pray together. It'll change your marriage for you and your husband to pray together. At that time, if you want, you can lay hands. That's a good time. I got one amen to lay some hands. Say, come here, come here, baby. Come here, daddy. I'm gonna lay hands tonight. And then, and then there is family worship. The family that prays together stays together. That at the table ministry of family praying together at least once a month. And then there's corporate worship, what we are doing here now, where we come together at least a couple times a week. If you don't have it in your schedule, put in your schedule Sundays and Wednesdays. No, you can't make it every night during the week, but Sundays and Wednesdays, we need to come together as a congregation. Pray for one another. Start making the prayer meeting. I'll tell you what, something's going to happen when we get about 120, 150 on Wednesday nights at prayer meeting. The devil knows when we come together and pray, the power of prayer, when you come together uh, and magnify the Lord. See, our, our purpose for gathering is to worship him. Let me say that again. That's why a lot of folk don't worship. They come want to show themselves off. No, you're not, you're not the reason why we're gathering. We gather, every time we gather, we gather to worship him. Psalms number 34 and 3 say, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. You, you are not the show around here. I'm sorry. That's why a lot of folk See, a lot of people, because you're not the show, I'm not the show. No, it's all about him. And we gather to magnify him. There are five vital parts of worship. First of all, they talked about prayer, part of worship. Secondly, giving. You can't really worship without giving if you have something to give. You ought to bring an offering. I tied but I still bring an offering because I want to give. That's part of worship is giving. You got $10,000 in your bank and you give God a dollar. See, you have worship. See, you, you got to bring something to, to get something and part of worship is giving. And then number three, the Lord's Supper. We remember him on the first Sunday in April, we'll have the Lord's Supper. There's no salvation in the Lord's Supper, but we do it to remember him. And every time I remember what he did for me, it caused me to praise him more. See? <laughs> the fourth vital part of worship is preaching. Cannot have authentic biblical worship without preaching. And then number five is singing and praying. Throughout the Bible, the people of God sing praising God. This morning, Reverend Pastor Sweeney in our men's prayer breakfast, prayer breakfast, talked about Exodus 14 when God brought them out. And I have in my text, my sermon, Exodus 15, what they did when they came on the other side of the Red Sea they sang, then sang Moses 
and the children of Israel the song unto the Lord. That, that praise, that meant from the experience. Then 2 Chronicles 20 and 22 says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set an ambush against the children of Ammon, against Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. There is a key for some of you, if you're not too bitter, that's the key for your breakthrough, is to praise him. That's, that, that's, 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 that's the key, that's the, that's the formula for, for, for your deliverance is whatever situation you're in, praise him. They, they were praising God. God not going to give you anything else until you learn to praise him for what you already have. Well, bless his name. I'm not here, I'm not here at this church because I started off at this church. No, I started off 45 years ago with 20 members. Now, I know on Easter Sunday, 1974, at the Canaan Baptist Church, I counted 25. But you know what? I thank God for that 20. Every Sunday, every second and fourth Sunday, I drove my 66 Ford Fairlane 500, 289 cubic feet engine from 1211 Wells Drive in Longview to Canaan Baptist. And I thank God for that member. And I just kept on praising him until he elevated me from Canaan to St. Paul. And I had about 13 members when I got there, 13 members, one dog and a bunch of fleas, but I kept blessing God there. And the little church building we were in couldn't hold no more than about 75 members, but on every Sunday, they were around the walls because I started thanking God for that group. And then once I thanked him so much, he elevated me again to the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Terrell, Texas. I get there, great group of people, and I thank God for them, and God kept adding to the church. And then in 1993, I thanked him so much for, for Bethlehem. God said, I got a new assignment for you, and I'm going to send you to Austin, Texas, where there are some stiff-naked folk. There are some ugly folk in Austin. There are some ain't going to say amen. They didn't say amen when Franklin preached 39 years, but you still got to preach, and you go there and preach and thank God for every one of them. So I came here 26 years ago praising God. Didn't know what God was going to do, but there's power in our praise. You're not going to get a husband if you a mean, bitter, single woman. You're not going to get a better job until you start praising God for the one that you have. God not going to fill up this building until we learn to praise God for who he has sent don't be asking God for nothing more when you don't thank him for what he has already done. They were praising God. Hey, hey, they, they were praising God. I dare you. That's why I love my Pentecostal roots. I don't agree with them theologically, 
but I sure enough agree with their enthusiasm. And what's wrong with a whole lot of y'all? Y'all just need to learn. I ain't saying doing the whole service, that'd be too much. But just somewhere between the calling of worship and the benediction, somewhere between the choir singing and altar prayer, you ought to say amen. Just, just, just somewhere. Look, look at that worship. They praise God. Yes, sir. Uh, there's power in praise. <laughs> and then look at the results of that worship. And you won't look at very, look what God did. You see, when we do our part, God steps in. You want a better job, but you won't get into training. You want a new car, but you won't watch the pinto you have. God not going to bless you with nothing else until you learn to bless him and thank him for what he has already done. Look what God did. Look at the results of that worship. And I'm on my way to my seat. You know, I, 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 Hey, listen, uh, you, you, you trying to be so heavy, you trying to be so cute, and you about to go crazy. And all God said, listen, if you will open your mouth and give me the praise and the glory, God said, I'll handle your enemies. <laughs> he, said, he said, look what happened. God gave them favor. Proverbs 16 and 7 said, when a man weighs, Please the Lord. He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. I know a lot of folk don't like you, but they can't do nothing to you. They, uh, everybody on your job don't like you. Even everybody in your family don't like you. But if your ways are please God, amen. I, I was at the Capitol on Tuesday morning. I know a whole lot of those folk down there didn't like me because of the color of my skin but the but the but the but the but the speaker in the house had to hit the gavel and say now prayer from dr mcclendon my daddy couldn't go into the into the legislature he black man he was nobody but here i was god will give you favor somebody say favor if you bless god when my daddy died, excuse me for being personal, when my daddy died 67 years ago and left my mama with 12 children, I'm the youngest of 12, my mama just kept on blessing God and God gave her favor. I should have been in prison, but God gave her favor. Anybody know you are walking in the favor of God? Don't hate, just appreciate the favor of God. Hey, I dare you to bless his name and you will get promotions. You, you will get more than you ever thought. He'll open for you the windows of heaven if you bless his name I, I dare you this morning uh, with all that's in you uh, to bless his name he been good to me 
and I want to bless him. He woke me up this morning and I want to bless him. He started me on my way and I want to bless him. Didn't nobody tell the Auburn basketball team when they beat Kansas last night to be quiet but everybody want us to shut up and I refuse to be quiet every chance I get I'm gonna bless him and watch his favor bless him watch his favor bless him and watch his favor and the Lord added to the church daily he's still adding to his church such I should be saved. Heal the one that adds, and he keep on adding. Those who should be saved. I'm on my way to my seat when I tell you your pastor has been saved. Yes, sir. Going on forty-seven years. I gave my heart to Jesus he picked me up and he turned me around placing my feet on solid ground and yes I've been saved I got my receipt from Lubis and that receipt I will receive is from Calvary on Calvary he paid it all on Calvary. He died. And so now I can sing the songs of the ages. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing, hey, nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel vein. Sinner plunge beneath that flood. Lose all guilty stain. Down at the cross where my Savior died. Down for from sin I cried. Hallelujah. He paid it all. Somebody say yes. I'm gonna praise him. Say yes. I'm gonna praise him. Say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Somebody said, do you praise him? If you don't feel like it. And I tell people, you fake everything else. 
Sometimes you got to fake it until you can make it. Thank you, Jesus. You can't say thank you, Jesus, 10 times been out without your heart catching on fire. I double don't dare you to just join me in demon destruction. Join me in church reproduction. Join me in multiplication. <laughs> Said 10 times, I dare you. You see, the devil don't you to thank the Lord because he knows there's power in that name. One time, thank you, Jesus. Two times, thank you, Jesus. Three times, thank you, Jesus. Four times, thank you, Jesus. Jesus six times thank you Jesus seven times thank you Jesus eight times thank you Jesus number nine thank you Jesus here come the breakthrough number ten thank you Jesus hey hey sometimes say hey Anybody here looking 
for a breakthrough. Just bless his name. Thank you for making a way. forget it but if you pray them God will do the rest somebody say yeah he will pray Praising God.